big star out of me. Make a film about a man who's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Hey, how you doing? Oh, sorry. I had no idea what's going on. Multi Manning the second here. Story of my life. <laughs> Meet me at the movies on C19 TV, and uh, you can always go to C19.TV and find the shows streaming anytime, so you don't have to watch it exactly when it comes on the air. Same You're way. Assuming they want to watch it. At well, all. exactly, exactly. Uh, and also, if you want to uh, download it and uh, listen to it while you're running your marathon. You know, you can listen to it over and over and over again, and it'll make you run a lot faster, I promise. Uh, that's WGWG.org. Make you run away from the earbuds, at least. <laughs> that's right. Well, that over there is Buzz Aldrin. We're happy to have uh, one of my favorite astronauts uh, here uh, hanging out with us. Buzz, the, uh, my favorite name of any astronaut ever. Buzz. Buzz. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. awesome. It's not as good as Sting. No. But it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, Neil and Armstrong. A, actually... A little trivia. Buzz Armstrong is younger than I am. Buzz Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin? Buzz Armstrong, Buzz Lightyear. I don't know. Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. He's younger than you. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Can't, you can't tell. I can't tell, uh, Buzz. Yeah. You know, Neil Armstrong had the perfect last name, Armstrong. But if it was Buzz Armstrong, like you were saying, that would even have better. That would have been even better. Yeah. Well. So maybe if we ever create a clone of those two astronauts together, we'll we'll call them Buzz Armstrong. Now that is Greg Tillman. Greg Tillman, there. That boggles uh, the mind just thinking <laughs> about cloning. Them. I know. Well, we're going to talk space today. It is uh, celebrating the 60th anniversary of NASA this week, and you and I, uh, you know, grew up in the time that that NASA was was king. You know that it really was king. There was a lot of excitement oh, yeah. there. There, there were you know you wanted to grow up and be an astronaut. That was I the did. thing. I, I did, did too. I did too. I still do. Uh, Tim, I, I think Tim's still doing some astronaut training. Uh, Tim back here, Tim Foster on the Tim Camp. He's been working. Uh, I don't in, think they have steering wheels. They but don't okay. have steering wheels, but joysticks. They got the joysticks, and so as long as you got the joysticks, uh, make sure you make that happen. He's but, a little spacey. Anyway, so. <laughs> a little spacey. We all are. <laughs> we all are. Well, you know, that's, uh, it, it's an amazing thing. You and I grew up in an, um, an incredible time. Yeah. Do you remember I, the moon landing? You know, um, you're, you're a little younger than me. You I probably was a, don't. I was a bit younger. I was, yeah. I was just four when the moon landing no, happened. You don't, yeah. But um, I do remember my mom purchasing a, uh, a 45 vinyl that actually had the entire, um, like, it was, um, was it um, Walter Cronkite? Yeah. Yeah. The Walter Cronkite, like, walking through the landing. And so wow. you could listen to it. And I remember listening to that and just being fascinated. Wow. I still have that. somewhere, because, you know, it's a capitalist society, so people are cashing in on it. I have a little thing at home. Uh, it's a little puzzle of the three of them. Yes. And, uh, you know, where you slide the pick, the little pe uh, pegs around until yeah. it makes a picture. Kind of like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. I still have that. Do you really? Yeah, it's got the Apollo 11 astronauts on it. Well, you know, now you don't, it, it's not something a lot of people think about. I mean, they think about sci-fi movies, they think yeah. about space travel, but they, they think of it in the terms of like, that's just so The space crazy. shuttle made it mundane. They really you did. You know, TV didn't even cover the launch. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to see the final space shuttle launch, the final night launch for the oh, space wow. shuttle. And that was pretty cool a I'll few bet. years ago. I'll bet. So, so now it's... 
you know, at SpaceX or whatever, you know, else you can book your own flight uh, to go into outer space. And Sign me up. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, I'm still trying to uh, do that GoFundMe page. Nobody's giving to it. <laughs> I don't get it. I, mean, I can't imagine there being better causes. I know. You know. Meet me at the movie in space. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Fund me. Fund me. Uh, we do talk movies and, and a lot I'll of I'll try everything. to get that in next year's budget. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We'll talk movie. Yeah, yeah, Tim likes that idea. He likes that idea a lot. We'll talk movies uh, and a bunch of other stuff right here uh, each week on uh, Meet Me at the Movies. And we are celebrating NASA, and because of that, we're going to talk about some films with space themes. Uh, during the first part of the show, we're going to, first half of the show, we are going to talk about some of our favorite films that relate to NASA or space flight that are nonfiction. And then after the break, we'll visit some that, that, some that aren't your... I wouldn't call these your science fiction alien. I would talk about these are science fiction films that are based on Earth. Right. So they have a, a sense of connection, right. almost a little bit not of Not Star Wars, for Yeah, instance. not Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, so we'll talk about that uh, today as well. But, but first, let's talk about a film that uh, has an alien visiting Earth that is in theaters now. Uh, this is The Predator. Uh, it's been out for, for a couple weeks. Uh, the, the movie itself was, uh, the original one was released in 1987. Uh, hard to believe, 31 years after that original that had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Um, which was a huge success right. uh, in 87. It spawned right. a bunch of sequels. Um, this particular movie is the seventh in the franchise. Oh, I didn't know they uh, made that Seventh many. in the franchise. There were two, either two or three, that actually had alien crossovers. Um, so, you know, I think there was a lot of hope, a lot of high expectations for this film. It was a chance to maybe reboot it and, and get it kind of started again in its own little universe. Uh, some good cast in this. Jacob Tremblay, the kid from Wonder, um, also, uh, he was in the movie Room a few years ago that got a lot of buzz, a lot of good right, buzz. Right. Just a good, good uh, young actor. And um, I remember uh, my, my daughter Catherine and I met him, spent some time talking to him back in January. And he was talking about this film and talking about the release of it. Um, he stars as uh, a young kid uh, who is the son of a, 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 an army sniper um, who has a first encounter. Um, with these uh, with these predators, and so uh, he finds some predator gear, ships it back home for safe protection to his son. His son just happens to have um, he's on the autism spectrum, and so there are some interesting things that he's able to do uh, and see that uh, that that most people can't even you know it, it boggles their mind. But he has this interesting connection, and in the film. You, you get a sense that uh, that he's almost on this evolutionary track for where for, for humans can be. So some interesting concepts for this uh, for this film. Olivia Mom also in this. Um, Olivia Mom and uh, Sterling K. Brown um, also stars. So you've got some good cast right. in this film. So the storyline is pretty interesting. You, uh, it, it does um, take place in the same universe that Aliens did visit 31 years ago. Mm-hmm. You've got this, uh, this group that's... Uh, that's been exploring and investigating this this alien connection for all this time trying to find answers trying to find ways to protect humanity and also trying to find ways to maybe utilize the technology for their own good that's kind of the storyline so i think it's a kind of interesting storyline but the execution did not prove itself well Uh, the action plenty of action but it honestly felt like action I saw back in 1987, 1989. Um, even the musical score um, had this sense of a 1980s military 
score feels. Interesting. It just really fell flat on those levels. Um, was it supposed to be kind of a throwback and homage to you know, to that film in a way? And maybe so, but it just, for today's audiences, it really didn't work. Right. And uh, half an hour in, I really did look at my watch going, okay, this is going a little slower than I would like. It just, it's always a bad sign. It just really did. It felt like a throwback, but not a throwback in a good way. It felt like they were just kind of Oh yeah, this is a score that we had for an alien or a predator film we never created. Hmm. Uh, these are some uh, goofy lines, one-liners that we should have used 30 years ago. Arnold rejects from yeah, 87. Yeah, it just it just felt like that, and so um, you know the pacing was a lot slower than it should have been, especially considering the cast, and especially considering you know it's 2018. There's so much more they could have done with this, and they could have uh, had something that really could have uh, kind of launched this into a. a, a another uh, world of, of franchise films. That's not gonna happen. Um, not doing well at the box office. Uh, reviews of it are really horrible, including my review. Uh, I'm giving this a C minus. Wow. Um, it was an hour and 45-ish uh, minutes. I, I, I would have, if it had been 90 minutes, I would have liked it a little bit better. But uh, yeah, not, not a big fan of this. Uh, I, I really had hoped for more. I did carry in the baggage of hoping for more. Uh, even though I've seen some of the other ones that I didn't like, I, yeah. I thought, well, now you know, they're, maybe they're going to do it right and do it right again. It didn't happen. Too bad. I have fond memories of the original. Yeah. I didn't see the sequels, but yeah. the, the, the first one was a lot of fun. Yeah, Arnold was at his peak then, anyway. He was, and, and that original was truly original. And I think that's, you know, that's the hard thing. How do you recapture that and, yeah. and make it new, make it fresh again? You know, we've got another remake reboot sequel that's uh, that's happening uh, in a few weeks with jamie lee uh, curtis coming back reprising her role in a halloween film wasn't she killed off in one of them uh, yeah but i think they may have said that film timeline didn't exist they cloned you know, her with buzz arms uh, or whatever yeah, again. exactly <laughs> i yeah i've got to look at the uh the timeline for those films because she's been back in a few of them but uh, she definitely is showing her age in this one i think they've actually aged her a little more than she actually is right in this particular right. one. But we'll talk about that. I'll definitely go check that out and, uh, and do a review of that. There was some uh, interesting, uh, uh, interesting interview I read with the uh, creative artist who did the, uh, the special effects mask from years ago. He kind of came back and you know that original mask that Michael Shatner, Myers wore. Right, William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah, Halloween mask. From a, it was a Halloween mask for William Shatner that didn't have all the, you know, it wasn't painted. Right. It was just, just white. And so for this particular version of Michael Myers, uh, they've aged that mask to make it look like it's aged 30 plus years. So, uh, interesting thing there. Uh, Does it have like liver spots? <laughs> is that what you mean or what? Or like it's worn out? No, like the mask is worn oh, out. Oh, okay. you know, they, they right. didn't put wrinkles on it or any know. of that stuff. No. <laughs> well, uh, let's go to take five and, uh, and talk about some uh, NASA themed films. Uh, that are worthy of discussion. And now, why don't you dive in with something on this list? Oh, the right stuff. I'll start with that one from 1983. Yeah. Uh, where it chron chronicled the, right. the rise in, of uh, the space program and NASA itself, uh, particularly the Gemini, no, the Mercury uh, missions. Uh, great cast, huge cast. Didn't make a, a lot of bank, I don't think. It was supposed to have been a big Oscar winner that right. year. Really wasn't, but, but it, I don't but know it why. did get it, it did get the Oscar buzz, and it got yeah. tons of nominations. Yeah. And it just didn't uh, bring yeah. it home or something. But I tell you what, it, it was a great film. It was long, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's one of those that if you are a fan of history, if you're a fan of, of space history in particular, uh, it's it, I think it's a must see. Oh, I think absolutely. you've got to see yeah. it because it is those early uh, those early days. Um, 
just an amazing, uh, amazing work of art and an amazing work of cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very much so. Now, why is it called Gemini and not Gemini? I've always wondered that, too. I, I think they just didn't maybe know how to say it. That's, <laughs> that's all I can figure. Yeah, Gemini. Gemini is cr cricket. It's cricket. It's cricket. Yes. You hear them in the background right there. Maybe they were a fan of the movie. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe they so. Like Pinocchio. Yeah. The right stuff, definitely something uh, worthy of checking out. Apollo 13 is one I, I, I think everybody has to mention, and, and everybody needs to see at some point. Yep. Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, Kevin Bacon, Gary Sinise, yep. uh, also uh, Ed, uh, Harris. Ed Harris in that movie. And uh, just uh, an incredible film about the most successful failed mission yeah. in the history of NASA. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, someone at the time who went to see it, and afterwards they said, Boy, can you imagine if this was real? I said, yes. You said that. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to call out a name. Um, but you know who you are. But um, it really was one of those things that was so hard to believe that that actually yeah. happened. Yeah. It seems too strange to yeah. be true. I, but yeah. I, and I, again, I was young enough or maybe old enough. I remember it. I remember watching it for two or three days yeah. as it unfolded. Yeah. I've, I've actually got an autograph uh, of James Lovell. He signed the book that this was based on, um, and several years ago, somebody had a chance to go do be a part of an interview with him, and I said, hey, can you get him to sign this? Wow. And so I was very happy to yeah. have that. But Apollo 13, uh, another Oscar-nominated uh, film, and some great, a great soundtrack, great acting, and uh, wonderful directing by Ron Howard, and the special effects uh, in that film for the time, just uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely stellar yeah. as well. Yeah. Apollo 13, what else is on the list? Uh, most people watching this, is anyone watching this? <laughs> but if you are, you probably haven't seen From the Earth to the Moon. From I, brought, HBO. I brought the DVD yeah, package yeah. here. Ooh, Visual Aids. Visual Aids. Yeah, I've got is, some other Visual Aids. Growing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Uh, it was an HBO miniseries from, uh, what, 1998, 1999? It was, let's see, like what that. is that? I've got it written down, I think, yeah. 98, 1998. A 10-parter? I don't remember. I have it at home myself, actually. Each episode covers a different Apollo mission. Right. And we were talking before the show that you think Apollo, uh, you know, obviously we landed and walked on the moon with Apollo 11. You think that would be the most exciting one. I didn't think so. Oddly enough, I thought Apollo 12, the episode dealing with that, was the most interesting. Apollo 13, the movie hadn't been out that long before this. And so how, how do you spin that differently? And they found a way to do that, too. It's great. It's yeah, great. It, it's fascinating. Uh, HBO did this, and uh, it is uh, was produced by... Uh, Tom Hanks had production uh, uh, aspects in this, uh, as well as Ron Howard. Uh, they yeah. went in together, and this the idea for this came after they did Apollo 13 right. together. They just really were always fascinated by exploring um, the history of space travel and, and space exploration. They said, hey, why not? Let's go in and, and, and recreate some mini films and you know it's not a documentary no these are standalone features mini features that i that suppose somewhat based on oh yeah yeah what yeah happened yeah. absolutely behind the scenes during those days yeah, yeah. but it's just in incredible from from the earth to the moon if you have not seen that uh, highly highly recommend that okay. 1999 october sky uh wonderful film jake yillenall uh in that film and and it follows um this, uh, this guy that you wouldn't expect to have some impact on the space industry, just a kind of a regular guy who discovers some things that helps pave the way for the scientific journeys that go on to happen. If you haven't seen October Sky, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend that. 
uh, and one from just a few years ago that told a part of history that not a lot of people knew about. A couple about. years back, uh, hidden figures. We think of a calculator now as, as a machine, and it was actually a job that people did. They were mathematicians that were brought in to... I'm the last one to be talking about math on this, because <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I can't balance my checkbook. But yeah, uh, you know, they had to figure out the calculations of how to, literally how to get into space, how to get back safely, how to get to the moon and everywhere else. And uh, it, it highlighted a, um, an office uh, of basically African-American women, I think, yep. primarily, right? Well, mostly it was the women, unsung, and then you yeah, had the unsung heroes yeah. of the space program. And it, it did well at the Oscars. Yeah, it did it great did. At, the, at the box office, and it's a really good film. Yeah, it really is, and it's one of those that, um, that not just looks at the history of, of, of space exploration, but it also looks at race relations within that same, uh, within that bubble of NASA, and, and how some, um, some doors were broken down, uh, some barriers were broken down uh, within that, and just a fascinating film with a great, great cast, Hidden Figures, uh, and that's from 2016. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and let you know uh, some things you might want to check uh, out that are new in theaters this weekend. And then maybe we'll uh, talk home delivery and some other space-related films. All that and more right after this quick intermission on Meet Me at the Movie. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Burning out his fumes out here alone. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies on C19 TV, and you can also uh, check that out anytime streaming c19.tv and download the podcast at wgwg.org. I am Noel T. Manning II with uh, Mr. Greg Tillman uh, over there. Well, I'm watching you on TV every day. Look at you, man. Side camera number one, yeah. looking all snazzy and, and Hawaiian-y. I like that. Uh, we got uh, Tim Foster on the Tim Cam, making sure everything runs smoothly and, uh, and trying to keep the riffraff out. Is he cool out. or what? He's got the little kind of, you know. You know, he does. He just, you know, he's got his own sound effects. It's kind of built in. and he's just His a, own theme song. He just does. Look at him. He's, he's getting ready to call in some riffraff to get them. Call in riffraff. Call in some riffraff. We do need some need a studio audience. We've been trying to get one uh, for uh, at least a year and a half now, and we we're not having enough. any luck. We can't. We, you know, we're we're giving we're giving things away, and nobody wants to show up. That's, that's a, a that's sign. a sign. Yeah, that is a sign. Well, let's. Uh, if you're going to see movies this weekend, there are two new releases, two new completely releases in theaters. Uh, one is a remake. Uh, it's the fourth time this film has been remade. Yeah. Uh, movie is called A Star Is Born. Uh, is it the fourth or third remake? Fourth. I think it is fourth. Uh, Bradley Cooper uh, and Lady Gaga in this film. Uh, the last time it, it made, um, you know, a big splash was Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. Forty years ago. Wow, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. Uh, this is a film, and and the concept of this film is one of those that is is made for being able to remake it. And you can do it every twenty years, really. I think you do it every twenty years. Yeah. And uh, Bradley Cooper is directing this as well. Um, is this his first directorial job? I think job? it is. Because he apparently hit it out of the park. From I think it reading. is. And, and all of the early buzz for this is just amazing yeah. for this. And it's going to get a huge, huge, huge wide release. Uh, well, I think 3,500 screens. 
So a lot of high expectations for this. We will be reviewing this on a future show, uh, as well as Venom, which is the other film that opens uh, in theaters this weekend. This is part of the Spider-Man universe, but it's not a part of the MCU. So they're, they're doing some interesting things with this. Um, they're actually hoping to do a spin-off of this. They're having some good buzz, early buzz on this film as well, Venom. So those are the two films in wide release. This is Spider-Man in this one? He's not. He's not in this it, one. And I, I'm not a comic book. I read Mad Magazine. Yeah. I read is, Cracked is, and Mad. Well, so. Cracked was just a rip-off of Mad. It was. Yeah, I, I, read I read it too. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, is Venom a hero? A uh, villain? He's, a, he's an anti-hero. Because he looks like a villain. He's an anti-hero. Some would call him a villain, but at times he's got the anti-hero. So in this film, uh, it looks to, he looks to be an anti-hero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Venom, uh, that is opening in theaters as well as A Star is Born. Home Delivery, a lot of new things for Home Delivery, Greg. Um, Ant-Man of the Wasp uh, is out uh, for Home Delivery. Uh, also, a great documentary, Three Identical Strangers, about triplets who were, were separated uh, and you kind of see their lives when they find a way to reconnect. It's just incredible. And it's almost unbelievable, some of the things that you uncover in this, but it's called Three Identical Strangers. Highly recommend that. Uh, also a film that's got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, John Travolta's Gotti. <laughs> Uh, don't know if you want to check that out, but uh, they do got it uh, available right now. He can make some really good films, and he makes that and battles, put it Battleship Battle, Earth. Battleship Earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Gotti is out. If you want to check that out, uh, also a film that you and I both loved. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. I know. I can't help it. It's, it's it just is fun. It's just uh, it, it's the it's the guilty pleasure. Yeah. And so I'm going to own it. I don't have it yet, but I'm going to own it. Uh, and one more that's out that that had great critical buzz this summer and. Come Oscar time, it may be one of those that'll be kind of a dark horse. Yeah, uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Did you saw it? Right. I saw it. I yeah. didn't see it. My son Alex saw it. So yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's a coming of age story that feels it's raw and real, and it's one of those that uh, that they use the F word one too many times and ended up getting the R rating. Huh. And, and honestly, missed their audience. They missed their audience. Honestly, they, this could have been a PG-13 easily mm -hmm. um, without going uh, the direction that they went with that. But eighth mm -hmm. grade uh, is definitely one also worth checking out. That is also available on home delivery. Well, let's, let's do a quick uh, overview yeah. okay. of, of some other space-themed films that take place on Earth that have NASA connections. Choose any off this list that we've got here. I added a couple that you didn't okay. have. Silent and Running. Oh, from 1972 yeah, yeah, yeah. with Bruce Dern. Yeah. No plants left on Earth, no forests. So they build these spaceships to house the last forests and trees and vegetation on Earth. Bruce Dern was, and his three robot pals, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, <laughs> were, were taking care of them and, and making sure that... Anyway, the mission gets scrubbed. He's told to blow them up and come home, and mayhem ensues. But yeah. it's, it's an uh, ecological film yeah uh, Joan Baez does the theme from it yeah. so you get the idea but, it's, but it holds up well it's yeah. good yeah. yeah great film uh, one from just a couple of years ago I'm gonna definitely recommend uh, because uh, I was blown away by this uh, on a lot of different levels Martin the Martian from 2015 oh, it's terrific with Matt Damon Ridley Scott directed this yeah. piece the book and was great and and I was as I'm reading the book I'm thinking they'll never make a movie out of this how could you it's all in his head yeah he's alone. it's a fantastic movie. yeah it was and it, it's a it's a film that's got some great cast the, the, the way this movie was shot was just beautiful. And uh, it is a solitary film. I mean, it's one of those like Gravity, which is another one of those, Sandra right. Bullock, that it, it takes place in space. It's got yeah. the kind of NASA connections. But if you didn't have those singular characters, you wouldn't have the film 
that it came to be because right. it, it was one of those that, that's definitely uh, acting and character driven. And in the case of uh, The Martian, a lot of that was based in science, I think. I mean, actual practical science. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unlike um, the Star Trek franchise. Well, I don't know. You know, I haven't given up on transporters. No, but, you know, it wasn't based on science of the day, but when you look at some of the things that were predicted, mm -hmm. They've come to pass. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, these mobile devices yeah. that we've got now. Might as well be a tricorder. Absolutely. Yeah. It does everything. It's yeah. got the computer. It's got everything that you need. You can't, like, get transported, yeah. but you can communicate yeah. and do a lot of other things with it. So, so the Star Trek films, starting all the way back, the films, 1979, and there was a true NASA connection with that one with Voyager. Mm -hmm. And uh, that became the really right. kind of the secondary well, character. The first shuttle, it didn't fly, but it was it was used for test flights. Uh, it was named Enterprise. Yeah. 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 So the so the Star Trek universe um, has had a huge impact on the space industry, uh, NASA, and and, and even uh, even people like us that kind of grew up watching that TV show and uh, really really appreciating that TV show. Uh, any others you want to make? Sure I have you one more you didn't. Uh, think of from 77 not a great movie but it's still fun it's about the first manned mission to mars called capricorn one and oj uh, Simpson, o, uh, james brolin trying uh -huh. to be a movie star oj and, and you know if you like oj and who doesn't he's not making movies anymore you know? <laughs> so if you want to see, see oj there's there's capricorn yeah, one you can watch him in that or the yeah. naked gun uh, those yeah, are yeah, two, uh, yeah. two great uh, yeah. places you can watch yeah. oj but yeah capricorn one that was one i was thinking about as mm -hmm. well which mm -hmm. was pretty cool as well well, um, one more to, to mention, uh, Interstellar, which is a, just a, a unique approach to what would happen if we became kind of a Dust Bowl society again yeah. from an environmental standpoint. And where does space and time connect? Uh, a, a, a challenging film to watch. It's you, a head trip. You can't walk away from it and come back and, and, and get right back into it. Right. You've got to really be engaged. Uh, it's a thinking person's kind of film, but Interstellar... I uh, highly recommend that as well. Well, appreciate you guys hanging out with us, uh, listening to us talk about movies and ramble on about stuff that really doesn't matter to, to anyone in the world. But, including um, us. <laughs> including <laughs> us. But the, uh, you know, you and I talked earlier, and, and anybody who grew up during our time period wanted to be an astronaut. And that is a perfect quote to leave us with. This comes from Space Cowboys, another film that was a lot of fun. Um, I never met a kid who didn't dream of being an astronaut when he grew up. Absolutely. Um, and just a, just a fun film. If you want to watch it, look, look at a space film that's got a lot of comedy to it. Uh, space Cowboys about uh, these aging astronauts that get called back into action, called back into service. A lot of fun. Uh, great cast there. Any final thoughts? Uh, no. No, I just want to go into space. All right, me too. And uh, Tim's already there. We can see him uh, tripping. Look at him. He's, he's counting. Yeah, he's already he's there. He's counting all the Danny Bonaducci uh, posters. Let's, no, on we're not going into that again. Ceiling. Look at him. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. You can always email us at info at c19.tv. Until next time, that is a wrap.